Welcome to Midnight Convos Podcast with your girl Tiffany Nicole. Make sure you connect with me on Facebook, Tiffany Nicole. Holler at me and follow me on Twitter, our Queen Tiffany, and follow the pod at underscore Midnight Convos. This is convo number 12, convo number 12. So if you missed any of our previous podcasts, make sure you check them out on either iTunes or SoundCloud. So your pick as always, I would love for you to subscribe, rate, and leave a five-star review. Thank you kindly. I appreciate anyone and everyone that has taken the time out of their schedule to listen to my podcast. I truly appreciate it. Shout outs to all the pods that I listen to, that I retweet, that I show love to, that they show love back to me. It's too many to name, so just salute to everybody. Also... My week has been going so good so far. And hopefully your week has been good also. You know, we're close to the holidays, so I'm feeling good. I have nothing to complain about. With that being said, let's start with our combo. Did you guys see the video of the man in New Jersey that went to the police station to turn himself in? Did you see this video? Okay. If you didn't, I'm going to enlighten you. First of all, I'm going to file this as one dumb motherfucker. One dumb motherfucker. Because this situation could have went left real quickly. And I'm pretty sure if he wasn't in a police station, this shit would have went zero to 100 real quick. So this man comes to the police station dressed in a bunny costume. And he has a horn in his hand the brother is filming the interaction because this his brother is trying to turn himself in so he's there to turn himself in in a bunny costume right every five seconds he's blowing the horn so all you hear is a constant fucking horn so he goes up to the window and he speaks to the secretary and states that he wants to turn himself in the secretary clearly states to him, can you stop, stop blowing the fucking horn? Now, she didn't say it in those terms, but you get my gist. She wanted him to stop blowing. It was so unnecessary. You can see that he's doing this only for a reaction from them. If you act crazy, somebody's going to match your craziness. So right after, not even 15 seconds after the secretary asked him, not to blow the horn, he blows the horn. So you see him and his brother have some banter. They're going back and forth about the situation. They're laughing. They know that they're being annoying. They say that the cops are going to be upset. They know what they're doing. They're purposely antagonizing people in there, right? They want a reaction. Two seconds later, you see two officers come towards them. So the officer looks pretty fed up and he strikes him. Strikes him in the face. And he's like, why are you blowing a horn? Why are you blowing a horn? He says, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just doing it. Get smacked. Now, the brother who's filming the whole interaction, he's like, you can't do this to my brother. You can't do this. And boom, he gets striked. And boom, he gets hit. They hit him right in the face also. So he's yelling, oh, I'm about to sue He's threatening the police. I'm going to sue you. You are physically assaulting me. You're physically assaulting my brother. 
And I'm like, what type of shit is this? First of all, you lucky you only got punched in the face. You're lucky you only took one punch to the face. Because have you not been watching TV lately? Have you not turned on the news lately? Because a lot of interactions that are occurring between civilians and cops have not been in the favor of the civilians. Motherfuckers are losing their lives playing with the cops. People are losing their life by just interacting with cops. And you're going to a police station antagonizing them? Are you stupid? What's wrong with you? Do you want to lose your life? And like I said, if this did not occur in the police station and not saying that things don't go down in the police station, cause they could have stumped him out easily. But if this was on the streets and he was acting like this, he was blowing a blow horn repeatedly in front of the cop. I'm pretty sure they would have put hands and foot paws on his ass. So he got off easily, but I'm just amazed. Now, the man in the video, he looked to be either white or Hispanic. Now, I wonder if the outcome would have been different if it was Mr. Raheem or Mr. Marcus. I wonder if the situation would have been different. But the fact that you come into a police station showing your ass, wanting a reaction, wanting to get this shit on camera so it can possibly go viral, and that's the whole thing right now with social media. Everybody is looking to be famous. Every, everybody is looking for that one thing to set things off for them. For them to get a million likes and them to be famous for something so fucking dumb. So it's like, I don't, I don't understand that situation at all because it could have went left so easily. But this is a situation that we're putting ourselves in. Now, if he would have got stumped out... It it would have been another news story about police not doing their job or police abusing civilians or police abusing their power without seeing the whole situation and seeing how the whole thing transpired. So that's the fucked up part about it. But we're watching this video so you see how it started and how it finished. You can't fuck with the police. That's a no-no. That's definitely a no-no. All right, we're going to move on. But I need you guys to make sure you connect with me on Facebook, Tiffany Nicole. Holler at me and follow me on Twitter, our Queen Tiffany, and follow the pod at underscore midnight combos. And make sure you check out all our previous podcasts on either SoundCloud or iTunes. All right, and make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Did you guys hear that Trump, your future president, the president-elect, he will not be living in the White House full-time? What's your thoughts on that? I need you to comment on SoundCloud and let me know your thoughts on Mr. Trump and his family, the first family, and the fact that they won't be living in the White House full-time, which is crazy to me. Now, What's even crazier to me is the fact that they say they're not going to live there. They're going to spend most of their time, majority of their time, while their young son, Baron Trump, is in school. They're going to spend their time in Trump Tower, meaning the family, Melania and Baron, will stay in Trump Towers for most of the year. And 
President Trump will go back and forth from Washington to New York, which is not a big deal. The big deal is the fact that you have to cover the bill. When I say you, I mean citizens. We have to cover the bill. We have to foot the bill for this to happen. Because now she's part of the first family. She is the first family. And you have to have secret service. You have to have protection for this family in the Trump Towers. You don't know what people want to do to this family, to Melania, to Barron, or either to Trump. So now they have to have security, not only when they're home in the White House, but when they're at their other locations. So when they decide to stay at the Trump Towers in New York or in Chicago or in L.A., guess who's footing the bill? That would be us. That would be us. So your broke ass can only stay at your house. They can stay wherever they want throughout the year. And guess who has to pay? Us. Us. Look in the mirror today and just say, hey, I'm paying for Melania Trump and her son, Barron, to stay wherever the fuck they want to stay. It's a hard pill to swallow when you know that there's a house that's designated for them to stay and they're not going to stay there full time. And it's really a hard pill to swallow when you find out how much money it costs to protect them. For the Secret Service to protect them daily, it's up to a million dollars. A million dollars. That's a lot of Benjamins to protect the first family. Especially when we don't have to pay that. Stay your ass in the White House and keep it moving. Find him a school just like every other president did previously. They found their kid a school, a private institution, and that's where their kid went. What's wrong with that? Why is it? Why are the rules different for you? Why can't you play ball? You are now the first family. Sit your motherfucking ass there. Right? So one million a day that we're going to have to pay to protect this family. And the protection not only goes to Trump's wife and young child, but also his adult children and their children. So technically speaking, his children and his grandchildren will all be protected by Secret Service. So once he gets sworn in, that protection shield is for everybody in his family, as far as the immediate family, his children and his grandchildren. That shit sounds crazy to me. Absolutely crazy. But guess what? You guys voted him to be your president. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. (laughs) And I want to say this. I saw a couple of videos throughout the last couple of weeks since he's been elected as our future president, our 45th president. I saw a video in which a few people have been physically assaulted because they voted or supported Trump. And I think this shit is so uncalled for. Like, whoever you vote for, you have the right to do so. So whether it's Hillary, Trump, or Johnson, Stein, 
want to write someone in on the ballot, it's your prerogative. We have that right to do so. So when people are physically assaulting someone because of who they support, I'm like, why? We all have the right to go to the fucking ballot and vote for whoever we want. And don't be mad that your candidate didn't win, right? Especially when a lot of people didn't come out and support. A lot of people didn't come out to vote, to exercise their vote. So don't get mad that more people came out to exercise their vote for the candidate that you don't want to win. Be upset that there wasn't enough people that came out to support the candidate that you feel should have won. Right? I'm not mad at people voting for whoever you want. I don't understand how you can vote for Trump, but I can't be upset that you exercise your right to vote. You can vote for whoever you want. This is a democracy. This is a democracy. Vote for whoever you want. So when I see people pulling people out of their car and whooping their asses because they voted for Trump or someone in school being harassed because they voted for Trump, that shit is for the birds. It's for the birds. We all have the right to come out and vote for whoever we want. If you don't vote, that's an issue. And that's why I really don't like when people say, oh, your vote doesn't matter. Oh, your vote doesn't count. Oh, it doesn't matter anyway. So when people have that type of thinking, this is how we get in these type of situations where a candidate like Trump actually wins because you diminish, you devalued your vote. If you don't vote, someone like him takes office. So don't be mad at the people exercising their right to vote. It's their civil duty. It's their liberty to do so. Be mad at those motherfuckers that stayed home eating bonbons, scratching their balls instead of going out to vote. Be mad at those motherfuckers. But I don't care who it is and who you voted for. It's never okay for you to be physically assaulted because someone doesn't like the person that you voted for. Right. That shit is crazy to me. All right. Make sure you connect with me on Facebook. Tiffany Nicole, holler at me and follow me on Twitter. Our queen Tiffany and follow the pod at underscore midnight convos. If you miss any of our previous podcasts, make sure you go to iTunes or SoundCloud. Check us out. Let me know what you think. Feedback is always welcome. Email me at midnight convos. 24-7 at gmail.com. I appreciate all feedback, good, bad. I appreciate it all. Give me some feedback, good or bad. Give me some ideas if you like. It's all good. I'm all for it. All right. Moving right along, but kind of staying on the same line. I wanted to talk about these motherfuckers. And when I say these motherfuckers... It's people that don't have a leg to stand on. It's people that talk shit that really shouldn't be talking shit. You know the type of people that say things, but before they say them, they don't really take a look and do some self-reflection onto themselves. Like, they just say shit about whatever without taking a look at themselves. So when people hear what they said 
people are scratching their fucking head. Like, how can you say that? Out of all people, you saying this? Out of all people, you're the one that opens your mouth to say this? So I'm saying this because I want to talk about the first lady, the beautiful, highly intelligent, highly classy, dignified woman. I don't know a first lady that has made this role look so easy. Like she has been our first lady for the past eight years and she has played her role so effortlessly. I have nothing but respect for Michelle Obama. When she speaks, when she says something, I tune in. I tune in. I can appreciate a woman of class, a woman of substance, a woman that just has this quality about her. Right? I I just have mad love for Michelle Obama. But enough with me with my Michelle Obama crush. I want to talk about these people that had a lot of shit to talk about her. That was talking kind of greasy about her. I want to talk about these two women that was talking kind of greasy about Michelle Obama. Now, there was a local official by the name of Pamela Taylor in West Virginia. She was recently fired from her position. You want to know why she got fired? You want to know what got her the axe? She was talking greasy on social media. And when would these people learn? Social media is a gift and a curse. You better watch what you say. If you say things off the wall, people will screenshot it. Make sure your employer gets it. Make sure people know about it. People will drag you on social media. People will let you know when you're talking out of your pocket. People will definitely let you know when you're talking out of pocket. So this local official, she wrote something on her Facebook page. I'm going to read you verbatim what she wrote. This is the words of the local official Pamela Taylor. It would be so refreshing to have a classy, beautiful, dignified first lady back in the White House. I'm tired of seeing a ape in heels. So this was this woman said about Michelle Obama. Then the mayor, Beverly Whaling, she fucking chimed in and she replied, you made my day. Now, they're not talking about your average Joe. They're not just talking about someone on the street, someone that they work with. They're talking about the fucking first lady, Michelle Obama. That's what they're talking about. So they're basically saying she's not dignified. She's not classy. And basically she's ugly. And they're making a racial remark and saying that she's an ape. Racist motherfuckers, they always call black people monkeys, apes, gorillas, things of that nature. So by trying to devalue her, Michelle Obama, you're basically trying to praise and say that Melania Trump is all those qualities that Michelle isn't or has not displayed in the last eight years. Which is crazy to me because the last time I checked, she has two degrees from two Ivy League schools. All right. 
And what does Melania have? Porno pics? She got pictures of her titties out? Ivy League degrees, porno flicks. Ivy League degrees, porno flicks. <laughs> they don't fucking compare. So we know what Pamela Taylor said was absolutely wrong, racial, and absurd. So these two bitches got canned. One, Pamela Taylor, she was fired. But the mayor, Beverly Whalen, she actually resigned from her position as mayor. Their remarks really didn't bother me because racist people say shit like this. You can expect a racist motherfucker to say something crazy like this. That doesn't surprise me. But when I went and digged a little deeper and I saw the pictures of these two fat, ugly motherfuckers, and I ain't got nothing against fat people and I ain't got nothing against ugly motherfuckers. But when you're coming for someone and talking about how they look, their appearance, it's like, have you seen a mirror lately? You just bypass the mirrors in your house. Like, seriously? So if you are saying something about someone's looks, you better be a 10 plus. If you're talking about someone in which you're talking about their physical appearance, aesthetically, how they look, you better be a dime piece. You better have something, a leg to stand on. Don't be talking about Michelle coming at her about her looks and you look like a fucking ape. You look like a gorilla. You look like you ate the ape and the gorilla. Like if you are facially challenged, you should not be coming at Michelle Obama. Like I, I'm lost how they, where they do that at? How you coming at her? And I would love, love to see Michelle do a, a, a comeback. But, you know, she said it real smoothly. When they go low, we go high. <laughs> now, tell me that's not a classy, dignified woman. Because, you know, the Chicago South Side that you know is inside of Michelle, even though she plays her position very well, don't forget where she's from. So I know that Southside be wanting to check these motherfuckers, chin check them. But you know she keeps it all together. When, because when they go low, we go high. <laughs> but since you can't do that in public, Michelle, I got your back. You ugly, fat, out of shape, beastly looking women. Don't even ever, ever, ever come out your mouth talking sideways about this first lady. You are a fucking disgrace to your own and you looking like something that my dog shitted out his ass. Get your ugly ass out of here. Don't, don't play yourself. Don't play yourself. So if you have the chance to check out these two women and one of them, I swear she looks like a man, a fat man. Don't even listen to what I'm saying. Just run to the fucking Google, go to your computer, go to your phone and check out these two beastly looking women. Beverly Welling and Pamela Taylor of West Virginia, the ex-mayor and the ex-local official. Just check them hoes out. Check them out and you tell me what you think. All right, make sure you connect with your girl 
on Facebook, Tiffany Nicole. Make sure you hit me up and follow me on Twitter, our Queen Tiffany, and follow the pod at underscore Midnight Convos. Email me at midnightconvos247 at gmail.com. Make sure you go to SoundCloud. Make sure you go to iTunes and check out all our previous convos. This is convo number 12. 12 convos. I want to end the show talking about the teacher that was fired at Harlem Park Middle School in Beemore this past week. It was a white teacher and she couldn't handle the, the classroom. She couldn't handle the class and her emotions got the best of her. So whatever she was feeling in regards to her students, it all came out. It all came out. And to be a teacher, especially if you're in an urban area, you have to know your demographics. You have to know the population that you're serving, right? You have to know them. So you have to know what is off limits. You have to know what is sensitive to talk about. You have to know how to deal with different types of students, you have to have better classroom management skills. You have to be a better educator. And I know for a fact that they have so many in-services. They have so much training that's offered throughout the school year. And some people just sit there and not really taking it all in and really trying to figure out a way to become a better teacher. So like I said, this teacher... You know, she was having a rough day, possibly. The students were getting a little irate, out of control, and she, and she did not know how to de-escalate the situation. So she made the situation much worse. So, you know, she's telling the students to leave. I think it was two boys that were, you know, maybe causing chaos in the class. So she made them leave. And the students, just being young students, they, they they know what triggers you. And when they see that you're losing it, they keep pointing and pointing and picking and picking and pointing and picking and picking. And that's just working your nerves. This is what children do, especially young teenagers. Nothing out of the norm. So instead of trying to de-escalate the situation or maybe just taking a breather, calming herself down, just asking for the students to be quiet for a second, getting her thoughts together, you know, trying to get her emotions in check. She reacts off their behavior and she immediately goes off. She starts calling them idiots. You're a fucking idiot. You're a bunch of idiots that don't know shit, right? You're a bunch of niggers. She drops the N word a couple of times. You're a bunch of niggers. You need to learn. If you don't have education, you're going to go on the streets and be killed. You're going to be shot. This is the message that she's putting out. She's trying to convey to these young students. So the students in this neighborhood don't have it easy. So you're already putting your thoughts and beliefs and throwing it on these students when they already got a strike on their back, going to a school in an urban area that may not be up to par with other schools. So she's a science teacher, highly educated woman, a smart woman, you would think, but being able to teach science and she completely lost it. 
She completely lost it. And kids take in a lot of shit. And if you being a teacher, you could come out of your mouth and say to them that you're nothing but a nigger and an idiot, that sticks with you. That can have very lasting damage to these students. That your teacher, an authority figure, can come to your classroom or be in your classroom and call you a nigger and tell you your life ain't shit, you're going to be shot, and you ain't nothing but a bunch of niggers. So what fucking chance do you have if you go to school and the people that's supposed to be supporting you and teaching you and preparing you for the real world don't view you as much? Their opinion of you is that you're shit and you're worthless and that you're not going to make it in these streets. You're just going to be another statistic. So basically that's what she was saying. So she got the ax. She got fired. And rightfully so. She should never, ever, ever teach again. And not just in an urban area. She should never fucking teach again. Period. You don't damage children like this. And her actions can easily have lasting impression on these kids. And I can't stress that enough. I can't stress that enough. Words have so much value. Words have so much value. And when you're an educator, you have that role to teach these kids and you just express hatred. Because this is not just about being able to manage your classroom. This is some deep-rooted shit that you are saying this to these children. You're talking greasy to children because you can't maintain the classroom. You spew this hatred, 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 hatred. I can't stand it. We got to do better. We have, we have to do better. And when I say we have to do better, I mean, as a community, we have to do better. Anybody that listens to my podcast, I hope that you listen for a little bit of reality mixed in with the pop world. I'm not here to make you laugh. I'm not here to have you kiki-kiing. I may say some funny shit, but I'm not a comedian. I really try to focus on shit that make you think. Shit that'll make you say, oh, okay, wow, this is happening. Wow, this story, I don't want to talk about just the shit that everybody talks about. I try to do something totally left. Meanwhile, I might dabble into certain things, but I never want that to be my focus. I always want to talk to you about situations like this. And it's important to me as a community that we build up our youth because they're going to school and being tore down and beaten down by their teachers people that are getting paid to teach them these people are abusing them mentally so so with that said it's up to us as parents as aunties as uncles as mentors to build our children up and me being a mother is so important to me that i empower my my children my son and my daughter it's important it's important because if we don't, who will? Every day, every day since my son was born, I've called him a king. When he was in a womb, I was calling him a king. I want him to know that his potential is limitless. I don't want a teacher 
or someone outside of his family to try to speak down to him, try to try to demean him, try to make him feel inferior. No, you are a king. Mommy and daddy went to Egypt not too long ago, and we come from a line of kings and queens and pharaohs. We don't come from fucking monkeys and apes and living in the jungle. No, we're not what society tries to portray us. We're so much more than that. And I, it's so important for my son to get this message, even more so than my daughter, because the way that some people try to portray our brown and black boys is despicable. Yesterday, I sent the video out of my son and he had a powerful message and it's basically what I tell him and teach him every day. You are a king. You are smart. You are intelligent. You can be whatever you want to be. You are important. Your opinion, your voice matters. You are somebody. You are special. You are God's gift. You are someone's child you are loved it's important that I express these things to him every day so I sent out a video of him basically put into words his own words what he has been taught since he was inside of me and I want anybody and everybody that listens to this podcast to just take a look at the video all right if you have a son if you have a nephew if you have a husband Watch the video, share the video. If we could do the mannequin challenge, like I said last week, we can show other shit. We got to have balance. And this is a five-year-old telling you that he is a king. He's not a nigga. He's not a hoodlum. He's a king. This is him. This is a five-year-old. So if you listen to this show, do me a favor. Go to my Facebook page, Tick Nicole. Share, post, comment. If you're following the pod at underscore midnight convos, if you're following me at our queen Tiffany, retweet it. I need as many people to see this video because it's so because it's so important. It's so imperative. There are so many people that's trying to tell you that you are not anyone, that you don't matter. And yes, we matter. Yes, all lives matter. But Black lives matter too. So just 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 check out the video. Reshare it. I appreciate it. We gotta do something. We have to do something. And I don't want to be on my soapbox. It's not about that. But it's definitely about making sure that our children are prepared and have the tools to make it in this crazy world. If you're not laying the foundation at home then they have no principles, right? They fall for anything. They believe anything that's said to them, right? They don't know their true value. They don't know their true worth because everyone on the outside is telling them that they ain't shit, including the educators, including the people that's in the community, including the police, including etc 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 so with that being said we just got to do better as a whole we have to do better as a whole all right happy holidays thanksgiving is a few days away make sure you enjoy the people that mean the most to you you take the time to be truly thankful 
for what you have and count your blessings and continue to be blessed. In the meantime, in between time, be good to yourself. This is just my convo.